2: And we're back for another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason
0: Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond.
2: And we apologize for being a, a day late this week, but Derek's router was was giving us some problems last night.
0: It said, no podcast for you. <laughs> no podcast no. for you. So th- it was working, it just wasn't working through Ethernet. So that that router is almost a decade old. What? I've had I've had it ever since I've lived on my own.
2: Wow. It might be time so, to uh, call Cox and get a new
0: one. So, well, I did get a new router and uh, got internet back and working about 20 minutes before we started. I was starting to sweat a little bit <laughs> and thinking, you know, of what I could do. But, hey, we're, we're here. I made sure Zoom worked. I made sure that, you know, all the tabs worked. I went to like 10 different websites to make sure that everything was good. So... Here we are. And everything's working super fast now. And faster than they have been. Yeah, so that's it, good. It's still got that, that new connection smell.
2: <laughs> always got to love that. Yeah, I always love I just got a new router not too long ago, a couple of months ago. And man, it, it's a world of difference. When, you, when you're having trouble, when you have an older modem and you're having trouble with it, and then you get that new one, and it's like, holy crap, there's no lag. There's nothing. Everything works website yeah. pop up pretty quick, it's nice,
0: yeah, no, it's it's been great, it's been great, but uh, you know i uh we we had all we did actually
2: record a whole beginning of the episode last night, but figured we'll just
0: redo the whole thing, and I felt like it was a really good open too, yeah well, there was it, some good band, I mean, we talked a lot about Zelda, but. I I'm not complaining about that. I
2: mean, Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, if you're not out there playing it right now, if you're listening to this and you're not playing Tears of the Kingdom, you're missing out on one of the best gaming experiences uh, of the last decade.
0: You know what's unfortunate about us pushing the show back a day later is that tomorrow and i don't think this is in the show notes but nintendo is going to be doing a direct tomorrow
2: yeah i didn't put it in the show notes i should have but yeah we'll just go ahead and let everybody know yes that nintendo direct is tomorrow of course it's always a day or two after we record so if anything good pops out of it we may do a a, a news dump real quick and talk about it
0: I, i'm sure there's going to be a lot of pikmin 4 news because that's their next big release but who knows maybe we'll get some surprises so we're a good
2: six years into the life cycle of the Switch. How much longer do you think they're going to go with it?
0: Um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like this is around the time that they they switch over to a new console because you least, look at um or at least you, yeah, you hear at, about
2: a new one. You're like a tease.
0: May I don't think we'll get that tomorrow. Maybe at the end of the year we'll get an announcement for the the Switch Two or whatever the next n- Nintendo console will be. I'm thinking maybe maybe two years. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Because I'm honestly surprised. Because, like, I remember the GameCube came out in 2001. And then the Wii came out, I believe, in 06. Mm-hmm. So there's... And then, what, the SNES came out in... 91 91 and uh, the, original, the N64 was like 95 or 96.
2: That was 96. So usually we get about a good 5 to 6 years in between consoles. So it's about that time. I'm I'm Yeah. I'm kind of excited to see what Nintendo's going to do next. I mean, even if they come out with a new console, like dude, I'm still in love with my Switch. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to play that thing till it just doesn't want to work anymore. But that being said, you know, I would, uh, well, actually, well, I was thinking about something last night I wanted to talk about with a, uh, what what we would want out of a new Nintendo console, but now I can't remember what my ideas were. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old.
0: I, I know the feeling. I we won't be getting a new Zelda game. I'm pretty no. confident <laughs> of that. We're not going to get a new Zelda for a long time.
2: Yeah. Uh so I mean I know Apple's coming out with their uh VR type of thing here pretty soon so I I, yeah, I think Nintendo might dip their toes back into the VR space as well.
0: Uh, you've been saying that for a while that they were going to dip back into the VR. I mean it can't be any worse than the Virtual Boy.
2: Yeah. I mean if anything I, with that whatever the next console is if it's just another, you know, hybrid console or a handheld w- or VR whatever it is Whoever they have running that online shop, they need to fire them and hire someone else because that online shop is abysmal. And it's a joke. They should be ashamed of themselves about how bad that
0: online store is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's it's an absolute joke. And it, the one for the Wii was great. I know like they put out stuff consistently. I liked, you know, the. I mean, yeah, you had to buy points. To purchase the games, but I didn't really have a problem with that and they had a lot of good stuff on it and they were putting stuff out up until you know the 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 Wii U came out but I don't know, I don't know what happened
2: <laughs> I mean did they take all the people that ran that the the Wii shop and just put them somewhere else and they're like you know they got uh Ted the intern running the the online shop now got poor some poor dude like locked in a closet Uh, somewhere like you make the online store. Here's, here's a 20 year old computer to do it
0: with. That gives me an idea for a short call it Ted, the intern.
2: Yeah. Ted, the poor Ted, poor Ted's gotta, (laughs) gotta keep the shop going.
0: Uh, I think I might actually like poor Ted a little better as a title.
2: (laughs) But yeah, that's my main thing is they got to get that shop under control and do something with it.
0: Yeah. That, that's a top priority, in my opinion. I I know they need to focus on their new games, but Nintendo has something that the other companies don't, and that is their insane backlog of titles. And they can make a lot of money off of it, but they choose not to.
2: <laughs> One of these days, they'll figure it out. Somebody, somebody, you know, Ted the intern is, is over there working right now, and he knows how much we love the back catalog of Nintendo. Eventually, he's going to work his way up He's gonna he's gonna get an executive position, and he's gonna give us what we want. I might be ninety by that time, but that's okay. I'll be sitting in the in the nursing home with my Nintendo VR headset on, playing uh, Super Mario uh, uh, Two Thousand. Like when will I be ninety? In twenty sixty seven, it'll be Mario sixty seven, uh, and that and I'll be playing that.
0: As we're recording the three thousandth episode of Nerd Cave Retro. <laughs> I'm
2: ready for it. Uh,
0: I, I like to think that when we get to that point, you remember in Futurama how they had all the celebrities like they had their heads in the little um yeah. <laughs> little containers? That'll be me. Yeah. Just put my just put my head in front of a microphone on a little table and I'll be set.
2: Yeah, we could do that forever. I'm down for that. Yeah. But uh, but is there anything else you wanted to throw out there before we go into the news for this evening?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so.
2: All right, well, let's do the news, what do you say? Let's do it. Some of tonight's news stories were submitted to us by Donner, Party of Five, and Armez Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story... Comes from retrododo.com. McDonald's just dropped a brand new Game Boy game in 2023. Uh, they released a Game Boy Color game that plays on actual hardware. Uh, 25 years after the release of the Game Boy Color, McDonald's is still attempting to deliver a worthwhile Mickey D's video game. Uh, they just uh, released an official. Uh, McDonald's just released an official Tetris handheld in China. It seems that they're showing up uh, the retro scene some love. Let's uh, see this game coincides with Grimace's fictional birthday of June twelfth and McDonald's has also released a limited edition meal as part of this celebration uh, Have you been to to mcdonald's lately it's uh, have you seen the grimace meal with the with the purple milkshake
0: I have actually yeah we had uh, McDonald's for lunch a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I, my first thought was like, I don't think I've heard anything from Grimace since like 1995.
2: I, I thought they didn't use the so like, McDonald Land people anymore.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so either. Because you had Grimace, you had the Hamburglar, you had the the, fry guys. the Bird Girl. Yeah, yeah, the Fry guys, and of course uh, the Mister McDonald himself. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, this was it was a nice surprise. I didn't know they were doing a, a game, but I saw the the meal, you know, with the purple milkshake and. And whatnot, and there's when you get your food, there's in this purple and yellow writing. It's like Grimace's birthday or something (laughs) like that. I'm like, wow, they're really, they're really going back to that. Well, but this is kind of cool. You know, uh, McDonald's was one of my favorite places to go as a kid just because of the toys you get. I, I still have my Sonic the Hedgehog three toys, still in pretty good condition. That's cool.
2: Uh, Yeah, this Game Boy Color title, Grimace's Birthday, was produced by Cruel Toys. Uh, was developed using GB Studio, a uh, program that makes Game Boy development much easier in 2023. Let's see. Uh, it was uh, developed for somebody in a small niche community, Gumpy Function. Tom Lockwood, a.k.a. Gumpy Function, is the developer behind one of the absolute best homebrew Game Boy games on Earth. Uh, and they show some pictures here of the, uh, the the actual game, and it looks pretty good,
0: actually. Yeah, I mean, it says here the impressions are actually, actually pretty decent. Yeah, they so said if it was released know, twenty
2: years ago, it would have been a pretty solid title for the Game Boy.
0: It'll give me an excuse to to get a Game Boy Color. Yeah, because I have been wanting one.
2: Yeah, I do like used...
0: earlier that it, it references the old uh, McDonald Land game that yeah. came out in '92 for the Game Boy. <laughs> And I was thinking we sh- i should have thought of that game when we were doing the the food product oh, yeah. reviews.
2: I forgot all about that game.
0: I did too until just now.
2: And they do have a know, picture. Maybe I'll pick this up. They have a, do have a picture down here. Um, have you seen the the little? Uh, it's it it's a little handheld game that looks like a a, a chicken like McNugget. a McNugget? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where are we going
2: to get that here?
0: I know, like I that. One. I'd want that in a heartbeat. I know. Japan gets all the cool stuff. <laughs> of course they do. Uh, maybe I'll have to get McDonald's for dinner.
2: I know that sounds
0: kinda I, I, good. <laughs> I, I kind of want some, dude, some just some classic cheeseburgers and some chicken McNuggets.
2: Yeah. But if you want the Grimace bur- grimace's birthday meal, it's a it's a Big Mac, fries, um, the purple shake, and the uh, the chicken McNuggets.
0: Don't tempt me, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
2: that purple- milkshake uh, milkshake's gonna be good for you, though no, I mean, not that any of it's gonna be good for you, but a purple milkshake that's gonna that that's gonna come out the same color it went in.
0: <laughs> I don't want to test that theory. <laughs> look in the toilet
2: and be like, oh look grimace <laughs> you
0: you You hear me all the way in Mississippi, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so that's why they call it the grimace meal. <laughs>
0: Oh man, our next story comes to us from NintendoEverything.com. Proto Corgi finally launches following indefinite delay. Something we felt was worth highlighting is that Proto Corgi has finally launched across various platforms, including Switch. It was announced in June 2020 and was planned that November before moving to August 2021. However, during that initially planned release month, the game was delayed indefinitely. Only a few extra weeks of polish were planned, but something happened along the way as we're now getting it nearly two years later. You play as Bullet, a C3 class, which stands for Acute Cybernetic Corgi, Pup on his quest to save his owner, a brilliant scientist kidnapped by an alien race that wants to rule the galaxy. Proto-Corgi is a retro pixel art shoot up with a strong arcade feel. I have to play this game. It looks pretty one, fun. One, I have a soft spot for Corgis. <laughs> secondly like who doesn't want to play as a cybernetic corgi and save the world
2: yeah i mean i i do
0: yeah i mean they'll they'll make games about uh about dolphins that <laughs> save the world that we'll talk about a little bit later. So why not a Corgi?
2: I like the uh, the the adjustable difficulty on the game goes from pup to ultra nightmare. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> the same bad. Uh, I mean, it's on the you can get it on the Switch Shop right now for six ninety nine. That's not bad at all.
0: Yeah, and I watched the trailer and it, it looks pretty fun. So and for seven dollars, I, I think it's it's worth giving it a shot. That's not bad at all. Yeah.
2: Uh, Next, from NintendoLife.com, Capcom's 40th anniversary site is an incredible digital museum with playable retro games. Capcom has launched a beautiful 40th anniversary website which celebrates the company's history as well as shares artwork and design docs and acts as a hub for some of the developers' biggest titles. Capcom Town is bursting with color, characters, and chiptune music, um, which will get anyone who's ever played, seen, or heard any of Capcom titles just a little bit giddy. Uh, Let's see, See, you got Street Fighter Dojo up in the corner. Monster Hunter occupies the space in front of the giant arcade machine. Um, You can pop into the CMD Museum to look at artwork from some of Capcom's best titles. Uh, And there's some never-before-seen concept art for a high-resolution artwork of characters. Uh, Let's see, from Mega Man, Ace Attorney, Street Fighter 2. It also says the... uh, there are a handful of playable retro games, including Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man X, Street Fighter 2, and fight fight And you can play them in English or Japanese. And you can also read through the game's instruction manuals and have a look at the cartridges for those titles. This is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, this sounds great. If you're a Capcom fan, I think this is a must-get. Yeah, and, and, uh... how, and how
2: could you not be a Capcom fan? I mean, they're one of the greatest game video game companies of all time so i mean they've got 40 years of some of the greatest video games of all time um and just go i think what is it capcom let's see let me go to the actual website it's capcom it's com. we'll take you there
0: yeah th- this is really really cool and i i haven't checked it out yet myself, but I definitely plan to, and it, it just it, it's a retro gamer's dream, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is something like this.
2: This is awesome.
0: Yeah, you look Absolutely. over in the
2: corner, you see uh, uh, you see Hagger down in the corner, there's it E-Honda it was like, it's like one of those uh, Where's Waldo pictures with like everything that ever Capcom has ever put out is in this picture and you're like, oh look over here, oh look over here
0: this will make for a really good like, computer background.
2: I know. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, that I, is really cool.
2: I love Capcom so much. They make so many good games.
0: That's another top five we could do, top five game developers.
2: Uh, yep, we could do that. Yep, Cap, and
0: Capcom would be on my list. <laughs> we could
2: just do top, top five Capcom games.
0: Yeah, we could. Our last story comes to us from GameRant.com. Nintendo Leaker teases big GameCube games for the Switch. Uh, Let's see. Frequent Nintendo leaker Zippo has suggested that the Nintendo Switch could be home to some major GameCube games in the near future. While the other gaming companies recently hosted big events as part of Summer Game Fest, Nintendo decided to remain on the sidelines. However, rumors are heating up that a Nintendo Direct presentation could be happening at some point soon, which as we mentioned is tomorrow, the day that we're recording this, as the upcoming slate of Nintendo Switch exclusives is looking rather bare still riding high on the success of Tears of the Kingdom, but it doesn't have much confirmed for the rest of the year. Pikmin 4 is launching in July, but Fall and Holiday 2023 are looking barren for Nintendo. According to the leaker, two of the classic GameCube titles are in the form of F-Zero GX and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. He believes that both will be released by the end of the year, which I think are both good choices you know Mm -hmm. f-zero gx i remember that game blowing my mind when i played it for the first time because it's really fast for a game from that era and paper mario like all the paper mario games are great but thousand year door is probably my favorite it has a great story it has a lot of i
2: never got to play that i would love to play that game
0: yeah it's that's one that we need to do a dual review on at some point. And next year is the 20-year anniversary of the game because I believe it came out yeah. in 2004.
2: It would just make sense for Nintendo to finally give the GameCube some love. I know that they think it was a black eye on you know their history. It's not. It's not. It's, it was not appreciated at the time, but that console was so good. It was so good, and there were so many good titles for it. They need to just put, put the GameCube on the Nintendo Switch online, they just need to.
0: Yeah, and I think these are two great ones to start out with. I think if you're gonna pick five, I think you got to put these two. You got to have Wind Waker. Yes. Um, I'd put Mario Sunshine mm-hmm. on there, and then I mean Luigi's Mansion would be a good one, but I don't know if you'd put two Mario titles up at once.
2: You know what they need to put on there? Uh, not all the Star Wars games, the Rogue Squadron yep. games. Yep. They, they need to put the Lego games on there. They had a mm-hmm. lot of Lego games on there. Um, and I think they had uh, like a lot of the Lucasfilm. Pretty much just put all the Lucasfilm games on there.
0: One that I would love, especially maybe release it in October, is that Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem game yes. that I reviewed. Because it is one of the coolest games, not just horror games, but coolest games I've ever played. I, I think that would be, it would capture a whole new audience. Yeah.
2: But yeah, if they were to put a thousand year door on there, that would be amazing. Cause I, I, like I said, I never got to play it, but I've always heard nothing, nothing but good stuff about that game. And I, have never played it. So if it did drop on the switch, that would probably be the next thing I'll play after I finished tears of the kingdom. Cause I have a, I have a feeling I'm going to be in tears of the kingdom for a while.
0: Yeah, same. It's that game has been so good that like I pretty much played my review tonight just enough to <laughs> I wasn't able to beat it, but I enough to have a good opinion on it. But uh, Tears of the Kingdom is just so tough to get away from.
2: Yeah, well, that's why I suggested that next week we do. Uh, we're going to do a top five list for next week, so I go ahead and tell everybody next week's top five. I wanted to do a top five list cause I wanted another week to play <laughs> tears of the kingdom and not have to worry about anything else. So we're going to do a top five, but we're going to do top five, um, f- top five, f- uh, failed gaming mascots. So what are your favorite gaming mascots that, uh, that failed back in the day? So that's going to be a fun list to do.
0: <laughs> and, we've already gotten several suggestions yeah we for several uh, lists so that's got, cool
2: we've got a couple of lists in the uh, the discord right now so just send you send us your lists either on the discord or Twitter or uh, you can send them to uh, on our Facebook page or you can email them to us nerdcaveretro at gmail.com and that's going to be the top five list next week
0: that's going to be a fun one
2: but uh, now I think it's time for us to move into this month in video game history <laughs> In June of 1981, Ultima is released, beginning a successful computer role-playing game series, which is still going on to this day.
0: Yep, there is. Let me see how many there are. Of course, there's not a number, but there's at least nine. Yeah. Actually, much more than that, because there's... There's two canceled games. There are three spinoffs, well, an online people, game. People are still playing the online game. Yeah, it, it's it's insane to me that like if this were like World of Warcraft, it wouldn't surprise me. But a, a game series that's not like as known as World of Warcraft and is still going mm-hmm. is still just mind blowing to me.
2: I know there was an Ultima game for the NES, uh, and I. Th- I think I tried it out a few times, and I don't think it's it's that great. But, I mean, I will go give it a, a look-see and see if it's worth doing a, a, a playthrough and doing a review of.
0: I mean, with a series that's been going on this long, I think it, it at least has to command attention. Yeah. June 19th of 1983, Cinematronics releases advanced microcomputer systems Dragon's Lair, the third Laserdisc video game and the first in the American market. One of, and arguably the most known Laserdisc game, in my opinion. Like, Dragon's Lair is, the animation is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I've never played it, but it's one of the most iconic games of the 80s. Well, they've been trying to bring back
2: Dragon's Lair. Uh, they've been trying to actually make a movie, I think, uh, over the past mm-hmm. few years. I mean, I think they did a Kickstarter and a couple other things. I don't think it funded, but Don Bluth Studios, like, it, some really cool animation, just the way he uh, did, the way he drew things. Like, it's immediately recognizable, the, the Don mm-hmm. Bluth Animation. I mean, he did a lot of Disney stuff, and then he left and did did his own own studio and movies and stuff. So I would love to see a Dragon's Lair movie. I think that would be pretty cool.
0: Was it Ryan Reynolds in the running to play yeah. the main character?
2: Uh, Dirk the Daring. He would be yeah. absolutely
0: perfect in that role. Yep. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen one day. Maybe. I mean, you you look at you know Michael Keaton coming back as yeah. Batman 30 <laughs> years later. No one ever thought that would happen. I know. So who knows?
2: Uh June of nineteen eighty four. Ultimate play the game releases Saber Wolf on the ZX Spectrum or the ZX Spectrum, depending on where you
0: are in the world. And Ultimate Play the Game eventually became rare.
2: Oh, I did not know that.
0: Yep. So Sabre Wolf I learned of the Sabre Wolf character from Banjo-Tooie, because he was, um, one of the last levels you play in that game is called Hailfire Peaks, where it's two mountains, one is a volcano and the other is like a snow top mountain, and Saber Wolf is frozen in ice, and you have to thaw him out and take him back to his tent, where he kind of gives you a little bit of dialogue from like this this particular game which is a really cool little throwback to like old-school Rare fans. That's cool. Yeah, I've never played this game. There was one, I think it came out for the Game Boy, it was either the Game Boy Color or the Game Boy Advance, starring Saber Wolf, but I I never played it.
2: Uh, Yeah, this also, uh, not only was it on the ZX Spectrum, it was on the BBC Micro, the Commodore 64, and the Amstrad CPC. I don't remember this on the Commodore 64.
0: Oh, it says here Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it came out in
2: 2004.
0: Hmm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. if only in theaters, it's May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? It was developed by Rare and published by THQ. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Early Rare. And then,
0: yeah, early Rare. June 23rd of 1991, you knew I had to throw this in there. (laughs) Sega releases Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis, which of course became the pack-in game, became Sega's mascot, and to me, the second most known video game character of all time, only behind Mario. Uh Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, and number one we'll on talk- my failed mascot list. No, I'm just kidding. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you didn't do it, I'm sure somebody was going to put Sonic on.
2: I think Rampage case, will probably do that. I think a case could be made that he is far from a failed mascot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy to think that that series is over 30 years old.
2: We're getting old, Makes man. me feel old. Yeah, yeah. We're getting there.
0: Yeah, this is just depressing me, so... <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> we'll, move we'll do on. Patreon shout-outs.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, now it's time for our Patreon shout-outs. And, Derek, would you like to do the honors?
0: Absolutely. As always, we want to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. We want to shout-out Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Blade 7 Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Thank Diamond. you all so much, which uh, both my parents, funny enough, uh, is a little personal note. They uh, retired after working at my grandparents' business for 50 years. Wow.
2: 50 years?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in business for 50 years. Wow. And they, they retired uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's crazy. So, yeah, all, 50 years almost to the day of when my grandpa opened it. <laughs>
2: That's a which long is freaking time, man. Yeah,
0: it is a very, very long time. But, uh yeah. Or, uh, if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head over to patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. And this month, schedule permitting, uh-huh. we're going to be doing a commentary track for Batman 89, uh-huh. which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I- I'll say briefly, i forgot to mention this at the, the beginning of the show. I did see The Flash, and I will say that everything with Michael Keaton, 10 out of 10. Absolutely loved it. So I'm really excited to go back and watch Batman eighty nine.
2: But I do want to say, uh, like like Derek said, schedule permitting, our schedules aren't lining up uh very good this month. So if we don't get to, to Batman eighty nine, we will keep it for next month and um we'll we'll put out something uh nice and quick
0: before the, yeah. the
2: month ends.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll figure something out, hopefully in the next uh the next day or so. Yeah but uh, yeah if you want to be a part of our awesome patreon community you get early access to those fun commentary tracks and you also get to vote on what we review when jason and i post a poll Mm -hmm. uh, much like what i'm going to be talking about momentarily and if you want to be a part of that community just head over to patreon.com slash retro and for new patrons be sure to send us your social media info whether it's twitter facebook or instagram so we can give you a proper shout out hey derek have you heard the news what news? We officially
2: have our very own line of coffee at BresCoffeeCo.com.
0: That's right, Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee.
2: If you want to try it yourself, or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast.
0: Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast.
2: They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want.
0: They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to berezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order.
2: And tonight, Derek is going to be talking about... The music I was expecting
0: for this game. Me either. There was a. I didn't really know what to expect when I started this game, and of course, that music is from Echo the Dolphin, which is an action adventure game originally developed by Ed Anunzita and Novatrade International for the Mega Drive slash Genesis, and published by Sega in 1992. And I can honestly say that. I believe it's one of the most re-released games out there because it's part of pretty much every Sega collection that has been re-released since the 90s. It's been on Nintendo's Virtual Console for the Wii, Xbox Live Arcade, uh, Steam, the 3DS, Nintendo Switch Online, and it's on the uh, Genesis Mini, the first one, which is where I played it for the most part. I dabbled into it a little bit on the Switch, But the Genesis has such a unique controller that I felt like that was going to be the best experience is playing it with a Genesis controller. Yeah. So I remember this game from way back in the day because Sega was really known for only a handful of things, mostly Sonic the Hedgehog. But I do remember Vector Man being advertised, and I remember Echo the Dolphin. And even back then, I was like... Why would I want to play as a dolphin? Like that it 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 didn't appeal to me enough to pull the trigger to get it. And I remember seeing it as I mentioned throughout the years on all the Sega re-releases, all the classic collections and things like that. Still never had the desire to play it. Like I was curious, don't get me wrong, but not curious enough if that makes sense. Yeah. So Started, you know, obviously doing the show. And then years later, I'm like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally going to play Echo the Dolphin. And it was not what I was expecting. And I, the short of it is that it's not a bad game. But I don't think it's a great game either. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Some of the positives from it. Visually, it is a very good looking game. So I put in the notes that uh, it has a lot of uh, cool colors. And I don't mean cool in the sense of like it's great or something like that. I mean, cool as in like the color temperature, like your blues, your greens. It's a very visually pleasing game. It's very easy on the eyes. And that was I was like, okay, it looks good. It doesn't sound like I expect, but it's not a bad thing. But we're just going to see what happens. The game does not tell you anything about what to do. And I mean that in the most literal sense that I can say. There's no cutscene. There's nothing like <laughs> you literally are just floating in the water. And you're in this little this little area where you can practice your abilities, which was cool. I'm like, okay, I can swim around and kind of get a feel for what you're supposed to do. Because Echo does have a couple of attacks that you can do. You can either ram your enemies at high speeds, or you can use this like, you know, sonar radar that, that dolphins have in real life. And you use that to also communicate with other animals. You can communicate with other dolphins. Um, I think you can communicate with clams and it, as a way to replenish your health. And something that you have to remember, too, and this is where the game can get kind of tough, is that dolphins are mammals, so they do have to come up for air. And you do have an air meter. Ugh. And you have to keep your eye on that. Ugh. And that can get kind of frustrating. <laughs> that, it, just
2: that sentence alone makes me go, ugh, I don't want <laughs> to play this. That just sounds terrible. I hate it when there's like a timer element or some kind of element like that that you constantly have to keep your eye on it—that mm, drives me insane in video games,
0: it, and it does me for for the most part. There are certain exceptions. Like this may not be a good example, but it's the only one I can think of. When you play the first Pikmin game, you have a limited amount of time where you're on the surface of the planet because you can't be on it at night because all the predators are out. Mm-hmm but you also have a a 30 day time limit which i like because it creates a sense of urgency but it's different in that sense than it is with with echo the dolphin it's basically this is a platformer underwater is the best way i can describe it with some puzzle elements i know it it defeats the purpose i know <laughs> because you can't you can jump you can jump out of the water because sometimes you have to to jump to get from one area of water to the other You have to build up enough speed where you just shoot out of the water like a rocket and then land into the next area to progress.
2: You know what this game uh, and and, uh, even back then when the game first came out and this game was marketed heavily. Oh, yeah, I remember came out. I don't I don't. Yeah, I'm I don't know if you remember or not, but this game was everywhere. It was in you could not open a comic book without an uh, echo advertisement in your face it was in all the magazines it was there were commercials on tv you could you could not escape echo the dolphin back in the day and the only thing that the, looking at what little gameplay i've seen of this game it just makes me think this is an entire game of the damn section on teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> am i even am
0: I close? um you're not that far off and the the controls are easy enough to pick up. you know I mentioned the attacks and they're they're easy to learn like that that area in the beginning of the game that you're literally just thrown into it gives you an idea of what to do. but the problem is is that you're in this it's almost like a pool of like other dolphins are in it. It, Like it's a body of water in the ocean, but it's blocked off by, you know, underwater caverns and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I found out what to do just by pure accident. (laughs) Because so this, this is the story. And I'm not lying. When I say this, you travel through time to fight aliens. I'm that that's the story. Is that you're so? Su- what so? This is what happens. So you have to jump up in the air at a certain point on the map, and you um, and all the other dolphins and sea life get sucked into this vortex, and then you're thrown into another body of water, and then you have to talk with the other dolphins to find out what the heck is going on. And yeah, you were transported back in time by aliens, and you have to to fight them to to save the earth. (laughs) It's a crazy story. And it's one that to me is enough. That's intriguing. And the game is tough. I'm not going to lie. Like the, the picking it up and what to do and how to do it is easy enough. But underwater games have never really been my forte. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have to keep your eye on the air meter, because if you run out of air, your health just it depletes pretty quickly. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's a good idea in theory, but in practicality, it's it's not great. Well, I, here's a quote by uh, the game's
2: creator and An- Anunziata, or however you say his name. Uh, The quote is, I was paranoid about game rentals and kids beating the game over the weekend, so dot, 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 I, uh, dot, 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 made it
0: hard. (laughs) I respect the honesty. Yeah? At least say that. I
2: said he worked with the music team on the soundtrack, playing them songs by Pink Floyd to illustrate the feeling he was aiming for. So I think that... Nails a lot of what, why this game is so weird. This dude was on drugs.
0: I was about to say, what else was he doing in addition to <laughs> listening to Pink Floyd? Probably what a lot of people were doing while listening to Pink Floyd.
2: Hey man, I got an idea for a cool video game, man.
0: What if you gotta save the world?
2: You're exhausted.
0: <laughs> and you travel back in time. And you fight aliens, man. I feel like we're delving into Matthew McConaughey territory. (laughs) You know, it'd be cool, man. (laughs) I think this game would be all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Uh, Uh. But going back to the game itself, fighting the enemies, you know, like it's... To me, it wasn't as difficult as that statement says. It's just everything about the game is very average to me, besides the visuals. Like, the story's crazy but in kind of a cool way, but it's not one of those games that I'm going to go back and play again. And yeah. I, I put this in in the notes. If you're curious about it, give it a shot, and you can form your own opinion. If you've played the game before, and you're curious about well, should I go back and play that again? I'd say you're probably good. Like, it's, there's a lot of games from that era that are better. It's not terrible.
2: I would like to actually, if we could find somebody that worked on this game, I would actually like to do a deep dive on the making of this game. I see what you did there. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that. Pun intended. Do a deep dive. (laughs) On Echo the Dolphin, and find out why this game, why there was, why this game was pushed so hard by Sega, and why it's been re-released so many times over the years. I mean, it, I, were they trying to make Echo a, a, a mascot like, like Sonic? Or, but they already had Sonic. I though. know. Like, what was the? Why was Echo? like why was there like a million dollar marketing push on this thing at the time
0: that would be uh, my two questions would be one how much money was put into marketing because it had to be a lot because like Mm -hmm. you said i remember the magazine ads in video game magazines i remember seeing them in comic books i'm pretty sure they're in some of the sonic comics that i still have to this day Mm -hmm. which is smart marketing don't get me wrong but was it worth the return on investment
2: yeah, like, and how I, well did this thing sell? um I see I
0: didn't see it in the
2: article, yeah, it doesn't have anything as far as Because uh, back then they did i mean they really didn't have you know any metrics or yeah or how many you know. Like, they could get close. They don't know exactly how many units were sold of games around this time, but it couldn't have been that many.
0: Well, and it says here that a reviewer for Next Generation called the PC release a little more than a conversion from the yesteryears of the 16-bit Sega Genesis, except for a few video cutscenes. There was little attempt to make it look or play better for the PC, And then it was placed at number 24 in the top Mega Drive games of all time by Mega. And Complex rated Echo number 44 in their best 100 Sega Genesis games. They called it the most soothing puzzle action game available on the Genesis. It does make me question what other (laughs) games like that are available on the Genesis. And I'm not saying that to sound sarcastic, but it does make me curious. And I don't want to completely bury the game because it has good qualities. Like I mentioned, I like it visually. I like the idea of it. I like the puzzle aspect of it and that it's it makes it stand out than like a traditional platformer, which is weird calling this a platformer because you're swimming. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it just... I tried really hard to like this game, but it just could never draw me in. Yeah, and i've I've played through it, well, not completely, but I've made attempts to play it several times, and I got like thirty minutes in, at most, for each session, and it just, it just never really held my attention.
2: Yeah, because I, you know, I remember distinctly back then, you know, the marketing push for this game and the the TV commercials and all that stuff, and seeing gameplay of this game, and still to this day, even you talking about it, there's like, there's nothing about this game that makes me want to try it out to, to play it. Like, it just, there's nothing there for me. This is totally, was not meant for me. So you're not buying what I'm selling? I'm not buying what you're selling, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I just don't yeah, and, understand why this was pushed so hard. That's the interesting part to me, because, I mean, it's just... You look at the cover, it's just a dolphin. It's, a, it's an airbrush picture of a dolphin, and it says, Echo the Dolphin, and they pushed this, like, hard.
0: Uh, maybe they were trying to get another notable character besides Sonic. Because, like, by then, Nintendo had Mario, they had Zelda... This this was 92, so this was like early in the lifespan of the Super Nintendo. Uh, uh, but Chuck, you still,
2: Chuck in the chat room said Game Rant had an article two days ago calling it one of the eight hardest Genesis games.
0: I believe it. I totally believe it. And, and there are some areas that are unnecessarily hard. And not in the sense that you want to keep trying. <laughs> Frustrating. It, 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 I asked myself... <laughs> Why do I want to keep trying? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then I don't. And you're know, yeah. like I eventually go back to it, but it, like I said, it just never held my attention to make me want to continue to play it. And, and some of the reviews: um, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a 31 out of 40. Gamespot gave it a six and a half out of 10. Uh, Mega Fun gave it a 72 out of 100. Player or Electronic Entertainment gave it a nine out of ten, Megatech ninety four, and Sega Magazine gave it a ninety two percent.
2: It must have done well because I mean, it got sequels, it got a C, uh, Sega CD version. I mean, and it, like you said, it's been it's been re released you know a hundred times in the last thirty
0: years. Now, I don't know how much drier that well can be <laughs> yeah. they, they keep. Because they keep going back to it, you know. I'm sure they're like scraping dirt out of that well now. I I don't know, and and I would love to chat with somebody that actually really likes this game. Like I'd love to hear their take on it. Yeah, but it it just it couldn't hold my attention. And, And there are things that I like about it, and I think this could have been a more enjoyable game if not for the difficulty. And the the constant thought in the back of your mind, okay, well, now I've got to go up for air, which is i got to drop everything that I'm doing yeah. and figure out a way so that I don't die. And I think that's unnecessary. Yeah. Realistic, yes, but also unnecessary. <laughs> it's a video game.
2: Yeah, uh, That's the whole point of a
0: video game, is it's supposed to be unreal. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to be completely harsh on it. I, I'll give it... I'll give it a 5. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. Like I I think the visuals are really good. The music is fun at times. I like the environment. But that's about it. Yeah. Yep. I'll probably
2: ne- never try this game out. <laughs> there's just nothing. There's not enough there to make me want to try it.
0: Yeah. I I would say my recommendation for you would be would be pass. Yeah. Continue to play Tears of the Kingdom.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do.
0: I I already know what I'm going to review next, and it's going to be a a few weeks from now, but it's been a while since I've reviewed a really bad game. Like, Echo's not great, but I wouldn't call it atrociously bad. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll go ahead and say it. My next review is going to be Tales Adventure for the Game Gear. One of the worst games I've ever played in my entire (laughs) life. Awesome. so, w- people like it when we review the bad games. Yeah, so we'll we'll do that.
2: Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to be reviewing next, but I might put up a poll on the uh, the Patreon this week. Polls I, always good. I know that I do want to. Uh, we still uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I'm I'm kind of interested to try that game Rocket Night. That uh, yeah yeah uh, Mar- Mark Simmons was talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago in the chat room. That looks really cool. I want to try that out. Maybe we could do a dual review of it. At some okay. point this summer, yeah, yeah. No,
0: I'm always down for a dual review. But, uh, but that I think
2: that's going to bring us to the end of this day late episode. <laughs> but we got one, we got it for
0: you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I apologize to everyone for the the internet issues. Sometimes technology just does not want to cooperate. But yeah, they gotta, understand. Got a new, got a new router, and it works great. So there shouldn't be any problem with that going forward.
2: Awesome. Well, um, tell everybody what got released on the uh Derek Diamond experience this week.
0: Yeah, so continuing, you know, our look back at feature presentation episodes, and we did a really fun top five list with the two of us plus Wally and Joey Image, top five movie sequels. And it was a pretty epic top five list. It's almost two hours long. I went back
2: and listened to it because I had no memory of doing the show. It was like listening to a whole new conversation.
0: And that's the cool thing about re-releasing the the old shows is that I think they're old enough now to Mm -hmm. where they can almost be a new experience. It
2: is. It was two hours of a, like I don't remember anything I said. So it was like, it wasn't like I was listening to me. It was like I was listening to somebody else.
0: Yeah. That's that's what I was hoping for. But yeah, you can find that on uh, the Derek Diamond Experience audio feed. You can head over to linktree.com slash D Diamond Podcast, where you can find uh, where to subscribe to the show, YouTube channel, social media. All of it is in one location.
2: Uh, go listen to the Open Micers podcast this week uh, at Open Micers on Twitter and uh, Instagram. We did our Ask Us Anything special uh, for this week. We asked uh, the listeners to send us questions. And, you know, do you want to know if, if we think we would win if we fought a bear together? Or does Jacob smell like sour garbage? If these are the, the questions you want to know the answers to, go listen to the latest Open Micers uh, podcast for this week.
0: I'm going to listen to it at work tomorrow. I'm I'm really excited. <laughs> I, I'm kind of kicking myself because one of the questions that I wanted to ask was, I was going to make a note for you to save it for last. How did you guys feel about your first ask me anything episode?
2: Oh, you well, you can save that for the first question on the next one.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go.
2: But yeah, that was a fun episode. It's going to be uh it's going to be out this week, so go listen to that and and go listen to us talk about our top 5 movie sequels over on the Derek Diamond experience. And I think that's going to do it for this week. Is that everything? I think so. Awesome. Let's walk out the door. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. That takes you to our link tree. That goes to our Facebook, our Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and our merch shop, which you can also get to by going to ncrmerch.com. You can go over there, you can get a hat, you can get a t-shirt, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media. At gave Retro, at J Functastic, and at Derek underscore diamond. And of course, please leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about.
0: May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Of course.
1: Freeze.
3: Learn it well, for it's the chilling sound of your doom.
1: This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.